0: Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that
1: you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it.
2: Welcome everyone. Well done for coming to church in such weather as this. Uh, One day we could have church out there in the grass. Um, Nah, let's not do that. Yeah. So uh, somebody asked me today whether I was enjoying the weather and I said it doesn't actually make much difference to me. I know for many of us the weather's really important. The fact that it's warm helps us. It, it doesn't necessarily help me. I still wear my leather jacket and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so today we're doing something ever so slightly different. Um, uh, next week we'll be back into uh, Moses. Um, but this week we are... Um, there's a number of things that we do as a church. If if you thought that this was the sum of Beacon, um, you'd be wrong. Beacon has a lot more to it than just our gathering on a Sunday. We have our community groups that that meet in the week. Uh, We're involved in an alpha course, not an alpha course, a food bank, um, which is actually one of the busiest food banks in London. And uh, John Taylor... Is, is the manager of that and, uh, and a number of us serve in food bank, and, and we got involved in that from the very beginning. Uh, we're involved in a, in a youth work uh, locally with other local churches. We do a lot with the Churches Together group in Brixton and we're quite involved in all of those different things and we're involved in, in New Day, a, a youth event and uh, uh, I'm on the management team of that. And so if you just thought this was Beacon, you would, you'd, you'd, you'd miss it somewhat. And so what we wanted to do today is just to talk a little bit about some of the things that we do, some of the things that we do on Sundays and uh, at other times in the week. And then our, off the back of that, I'll probably just speak for a few minutes, and then we may sing a song and we may pray, I suppose. That's that's where we might we might go. So um, I, I'm just trying to put it into context, because although, although um, what you're going to hear, you might think, oh my goodness, really, do we do all of that? And... Uh, Um, uh, we don't do it all on our own yeah so it's not just us who do it although some of you might think it feels like it's just me who does it Uh, we don't actually do it on our own we do it with other people other other churches we're connected with to be honest often we're involved in leading things and and encouraging people to get involved I know with food bank where which John leads uh, I don't know how many volunteers he has I don't know 40 50 I don't know how many people do you have yeah yeah so forty or fifty volunteers he has and and those people are from other churches, but they're also just from the community. Some of them get involved in food bank off the back of a of a tweet, they send a tweet, and then they John connects with them and they get involved and um it's it's great, it's great, so uh, yeah, so we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're doing, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about faith, and I don't want you to worry about oh man, there's just lots of stuff, and there's not many of us, because God has opened up a number of doors for us, and and that is partly what comes out of that. So, I am going to try and uh, and sort of see people through this, and I think we will begin with, what should we begin with? Um, We'll begin with our community groups. woo So, big, big. I went, I've gone there. So, uh, that I think involves Pete. Uh, Garth, are you coming, or Gidge? Which one of you, Garth? Garth's come in. and who's coming from? Sarah, you're coming. Okay, so these guys are going to come up and just tell a little bit about the community groups that we sort of launched or right, relaunched in January. Remember, our overarching encouragement is join a community group. That's what I would say, particularly if you want to uh, get connected, you want to grow in your faith, and you want to feel part of community, join a community group. So why don't you three come up? Why don't we applaud them? Let's make some noise for these wonderful people. Um, And I'm going to give it to you first, Pete.
0: Okay. um, Hi, everybody. I'm Pete. I lead the group with um, my wife, Lucy, who's not here today. Um, We meet on a Thursday night in Brixton. So we live um, just off Ferndale Road. If you know where the food bank is, we live about a 30-second walk from there. So fairly central in Brixton. And we've been meeting since, I guess, mid-January. And I just listed down a few of the things that... I can just remember off the top of my head that we've kind of covered, because I think in such a short time, I think we've actually kind of done quite a lot. Generally, the format of what we do is we meet at eight o'clock and have tea and coffee together, and then normally start around 8.30, and we normally try and have a time of worship together. We've got Matt and Josh, who've led guitar-led worship. We sometimes use CDs. We have the time of worship together. We're quite keen to kind of get stuck into the Bible, so we always look at something in the Bible each week and discuss it as a group. And we also try and encourage each other to share testimony just to get to know who we are, what our backstories are. It's amazing, even being in the church for years, there's still a few of you who I know very little about, which is great when we hear each other's testimony and it really encourages us all. So we then normally try and finish with prayer as well. So that's generally what we try and do in terms of the format. Um, We've been looking through the Book of Psalms as a group, um, more or less since the start. And I've just listed a few things that we've... Looked at what it means to be sort of planted by streams of living water. Um, We had a week where we were just looking at the awe of God's creation and how that can put good perspective on us and how big He is. We've looked at some of the really well known passages, verses like Be still and know that I'm God. We've also looked at less well known ones too. We tried to not just avoid the passages or the Psalms which are confusing or quite hard to understand. So we looked at ones where the psalmist seems to be wanting God to destroy his enemies. We've looked at ones where the psalmist has been really angry with God. Um, so we try to look at the full. The amazing about psalms, I guess, is the full range of emotions that are there in, in the Bible. And we try to kind of look at them all and encourage one another and how we can deal with those emotions we have, how God wants us to deal with those things healthily. So um, that's kind of what we've done so far. We've been starting since January. We'll continue with the psalms for a bit longer. If you like getting involved in the Bible and discussing it, if you like praying with one another. If actually you've got nothing to do on a Thursday night, come along. Um, it's a great group. I've really enjoyed the time getting to know people more. And I would really, really encourage you to be a part of it.
3: One, um, two. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sarah. Um, and I've been in this church for probably about um, nine months now. And I'm part of the West Norwood community group. And, uh, yeah, we... we um, We have probably about 13 or so people that that join us regularly on a Wednesday night. Now the format is much the same as the Brixton group, but the thing that we've been doing at the moment is we've been going through the Book of John, like with a um, sort of with a study guide, Um, and we've just been looking at the life of Jesus, Um, because I think the the group kind of formed from a lot of people just wanting to know more about Jesus, wanting to know more about the faith, Um, and it's been brilliant. It's been great. we love we lo- we share a meal together um and then we just sit down and we open up the bible and we we learn about the bible and i've really found that my faith has grown um like from our studies that we've done i've like my my sense of community i really feel like i'm starting to fit into london life um and into church life from having a community that i meet with regularly um and they pray for me um, and we, you know, I pray for them and it's, it's, we really, <laughs> they pray for me. I receive it. Um, and that's something else that actually the group is starting to evolve into. We're, we're beginning to pray more and we're beginning to pray in faith. And we're starting to see the Lord, like, answer prayers. Thierry's nodding because <laughs> it's true. We've, we've, um, we've prayed for jobs. We've prayed for um, houses. We've prayed, you know, we've just brought the things of our life before God together and it's been an honour and it's been a privilege um, do you want to know anything else? what do you want to know? <laughs> there's anything else to add? date and time it is Wednesday evening at 8pm at Emma and Thierry's house which is in Upper Norwood which is actually Croydon did anyone know that? <laughs> um, it's not a negative it's in Croydon, It's great um yeah.
4: So the other group that we have going on is on a Sunday straight after the service here. We wander across in that direction just behind the church there and uh we have the we have the I guess being able to take the service from here and continue it over there. So we have great worship, we have a great word, then we go over there and we have great food and we have some great fellowship together. Um, kids are welcome. We've got lots of space there. And if the weather carries on like this, I guess we'll move out into the outdoor area and have some barbecues and just enjoy food yeah? um, here. About, there's, about, <laughs> there's about 20 people and we've got a WhatsApp group going. So we let everybody know what's going on via that. So if anybody wants to know more, come see me afterwards. We'll add you to the group. However, quite a few people on that group have never actually made it to one of the meetings. So I'd encourage you to get along and see what it's all about, not just hear about it on the WhatsApp group. Okay.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So just just a, a tiny bit about that. One of the great things about... Um, I've, I've visited all the groups. One of the great things about the, the Thursday group that, that Pete and Lucy lead is... Pete and Lucy have written... On, they've got they've got a cupboard which is basically made up of a blackboard, um, and they've written the names of all their members of the group on there, and 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 things to pray for them, and they just get rubbed out and added to, and you can just go and add your name <laughs> to their list, and they'll pray for you, and uh, that's great. And and uh, what Sarah was saying about her group, the group that meet on a Wednesday, is that actually be it came out of Alpha. We, we were doing the Alpha course uh, probably eighteen months ago now. And out of that course, we started a group, and that group has just evolved and evolved, and it's it, it's wonderful um, to see them uh, coming together. And some of them are very early in faith, still looking at stuff. It's been great watching that group uh, develop. And and the Sunday group is is it, is a sort of an interesting thing because uh, you don't always actually have a Sunday group after the service. But if you know that you find getting to group in the week difficult and it's just hard for you to get out on a Wednesday or a Thursday, uh, there is the Sunday groups. So we would really encourage it, um, particularly for people in that kind of situation. You don't have to have a family to do that, just as a single person. If you just think to yourself, yeah, I can't really get out in the week that much, um, then the Sunday group. And I've got to say that Garth is probably the best barbecuer I've ever met. Yeah, And, and I'm not just saying that I've experienced his barbecues, and he's maybe have experienced my barbecues. And... <laughs> There's not a lot between us. So uh, so that's our, our groups. Um, I then want a couple of other guys we're going to talk about. Um, uh, John, why don't you come and talk about this, this stay and play, because it's something that, and then we'll come to Sundays in a moment. And Dave, why don't you come and talk about New Day?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, stay and play. <laughs> not, not the sort of thing you might expect a thirty-eight-year-old guy to be doing—a single guy. Um, but how did I, how did I get into stay and play? <laughs> I think so. I was, I was—you know—I've been working for the church for a little bit now, just um, a couple of days of the, in the week. And and one of the things Owen brought me in to do was bridge building, and so that that idea um, of, of connecting. People in the community to to beacon to church. Um, so I, I think probably we thought about a few things, and you know, more naturally for me might be prison work or working with guys and what have you. That's not because I've not because I've got a history in offending or anything. Which is, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, well, there is things wrong with offending. But I don't know. I I'm going to stop it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah so, so, so really, I suppose, um, having expo- been exposed to churches that do stay and plays really well, uh, I don't think there's, there's, a, there's a way to reach the community like it. It's absolutely incredible. And, and when I see, uh, or when I work at Food Bank, and I see the, the people that come, single mums, mums with families, single dads, um, there's, a, there's a real needy community that needs support and, um, and that needs the church. And um, I know there's sort of bits and pieces going on in the, co- in the community, but there's, there's nothing that Beacon's ever done. And we've never really been in a place to do it. We've never really had the capacity to do it. Um, so, so I can see all that. So I've got this tremendous passion for it, um, but with absolutely no expertise. Um, I, I don't really know how to, to go about all this, um, which is why um, I would really love... Um, and I've been talking to, to some of the mums in the church, and, and they're really, really passionate, much probably much more passionate than I am they're really for this um, so we've got two or three people that are going to to come and help me um, get this going um, but if anyone is free we 're going to do it on a friday it's going to be uh, probably ten to twelve um, starting the week after next if anyone's a free on a friday you don't have to be a parent um, and you'd like to come along and help or just drop in and have a coffee um, it will be something that hopefully is useful for for, for for mums and that you know you can come with a kid and it takes the pressure off a little bit. So hopefully it's a resource for the church, but, you know, primarily I see it as, as a way to, to get people in the community in so that we can start to to meet, to talk, to build up the friendships, the relationships, uh, and then ultimately um, hopefully encourage people to come to church. Um, what you can do also if you're not um, available on a Friday, but you can cook. Um, it might be nice if, if, if we sort of get a bit of a rotor going and people that could you know, cook anything or bake even, um, that you might be able to provide something for, for the Friday. Um, John, are you volunteering? So it's going to be at the Trinity Congregational Church, which um, we've already got a bit of a relationship with. Um, Alan, who is pals with Owen, um, <laughs> and and friends to other people as well. but <laughs> Particularly, they've got a good friendship that's going on, um, which is sort of why we've been able to do this. Um, is, he spoke at the community group once, and he's been to this church once, and and he leads the congregational church, and um, and so that's where it is. It's a really good resource. It's got a couple of rooms, um, nice big carpet. Um, I think it will be ideal. But there's, there's there's lots to do between now and then, and and really working out a little bit of the of the format. I don't think there'll be too much to think about there. But in terms of the toys, we need to buy or you know borrow or however we're going to get them. Um, So it would be really good if there's anyone that's keen to get involved or has got any experience of doing this before, um, I'm going to be sitting at a table um, afterwards, so come and join me and we'll have a little bit of a chat about how to get this going, how to promote it, Um, because as I say, you know, I've got the passion, I'm sure lots of you have got the passion, but I don't quite really know how to go about doing it, so I really value your
5: support and and that's it really. Hello. who here knows what New Day is? Okay, great hands down. And who here know, who has been to New Day? Okay, quite a lot. More than what I thought, actually. That makes me feel better. I'm um, here I mean, just to talk a little bit about New Day. Um, New Day is a, it's a Christian festival for teenagers. It happens every year as part of New Frontiers even though lots of the churches that go aren't from New Frontiers. It's for 11 to 18-year-olds, which means none of us really fit into the bracket. But they need people like us to make it happen. Otherwise, they're all going to, I don't know, be like, yeah, be terrible. Okay, so um, I've got a really bad picture to show you. Um, (laughs) This picture is amazing, yeah? And then I I emailed it to myself, put it on a USB, and now it looks like they've all committed horrendous crimes. So you can't know who any of them are. But um, I want to tell you a little bit what New Day means to me, and then hopefully be able to ask if you're willing to come with us, is the aim. So uh, um, last year, we took about 40 um, kids to New Day, um, boys and girls. Everyone in that picture is a boy, because that was the football team, so I got a picture of them afterwards. Um, Most of the boys here, um, I teach, so I took them as part of my, from my school. So I'm their former tutor, or I teach them religious studies, or they're in my football team at school. So... uh, some of these boys came knowing who Jesus was, but not really understanding much about him. Some of them came having no idea really who Jesus is at all, even though I teach them RS. It's a bit scary. Um, some of them uh, aren't Christians at all. So there's um, a boy who's a Muslim, a boy who's an atheist. Um, there's boys who live in a wonderful family unit. Mum and dad are present. Everything's great. Um, there's boys who have uh, just mum at home and they see dad on and off. There's boys that have never met dad. There's a boy who'd been abandoned as a child, um, one boy in care, um, a couple of boys who had a few brushes with the law, if you can put it that way. And I just wanted to sort of paint the picture that New Day isn't just for the stereotypical um, kids who have been brought up in church all the way and they know all the songs and uh, they know how to behave perfectly, even though they're very welcome those people to come to New Day. And the people that we take as part of Brixton and Beacon, all the churches together, tend to be boys and girls that aren't regularly going to church. They have some kind of understanding who Jesus is, um, but they don't totally get it. Um, and it's a week where they're able to go to a site that is safe, where they can roam around, um, which is very unlike London. So some of the boys here have never had never left London before they went to New Day. It was their first trip out of London. Um, One of the boys, um, he's uh, one of four kids. They all share one bedroom. Him and his brother share a bed. Um, So to go somewhere else and be in a tent with all his friends was really exciting for him. Um, Half of them had never been on the dodgums. So they all went on the dodgums, which was great fun. And we did the football tournament as well, of which I'm pleased to say there were 40 teams. We put two in, and they met in the final. Hey. So, all in all, it was a really good experience. But from a from a Christian from a Christian perspective, um, every single one of these boys met with God to some degree, Um, and that was the most important thing. That's the reason we wanted to take them there. So, um, off the back of it from September, um, I have boys regularly coming into my room, wanting to put Christian music on my speakers to listen to it. Um, One of the boys there went forward to become a Christian, uh, which is amazing. Um, They ended up praying for each other, praying for me, me getting to pray for them. Um, and it's an opportunity that uh, is so unique. For those who have been there, like, you can't help but leave at the end of the week and think, wow, like, what God is doing is incredible. Um, and it's so countercultural. Like, you've got thousands of young people, you know, from all over the country, all getting on without very, with very, very little trouble, all sort of there to focus on Jesus but have fun at the same time. Um, it's amazing. Um, so that's my plug but um, what I'd love to do is invite you to New Day, and there's three ways that this can happen. Um, we're blessed in this church to have Owen for many reasons, but also because at New Day he's a bigwig, okay? <laughs> Even though he wouldn't use those terms about himself, Owen all, like looks after sort of the pastoral care. So um, he's in the background, which tends to be where he likes to be. Um, but um, if there's an issue, safeguard an issue on site, he's the one that's pulling the strings to make sure that things are in place and people are protected, which means he has like huge amounts of people that do certain things for him or certain teams. So it might be that you want to come to New Day and think, I'd love to serve on the actual event. So you might want to be on the ministry team, which would mean you go to the meetings and when kids respond for things, you're one of the people that go and pray for them, minister to them, uh, make sure that that gets connected back to their church. um, So you're someone like that. Or it might be you want to be on the kids' work or the creche work or just work in a cafe or there's detached work, so there's a little venue to the side with the kids who have never been to anything church-related ever before and the meetings freak them out. So they're there just to almost play some cards and be a bit of FIFA but also try and get Jesus in at the same time and tell their testimony. So that might be something you want to do. And between Owen and myself, we're able to find things for you to do, which means that you would potentially go for free Um, And it means that you might be able to go for the whole week or two days for the week or three days for the week. Um, So I'd like to talk. encourage you that if you want to go and serve, that's something you can do. The second option is obviously we're taking a huge amount of young people and you might want to come and serve with the young people that we're bringing. So I took 12 last year from my school. I'm taking 20 this year, um, which is cool. Um, But we're hoping to have about 50 young people from all the Brixton Churches together. That's the Brixton youth groups that meet on the Friday night, plus a few others that will come out of the estates from somewhere. Um, So we're hoping to take them all with us, and it means that we cook for them, we eat together. So there's a catering team, that might be something you want to be involved in, or you might want to just spend time with the young people. So be on the sidelines when they're winning their football matches. Um, Be on the sidelines when they're doing the basketball tournaments. Uh, for the girls, I don't know, polishing nails, braiding hair, I don't know what the girls do, but I'm sure it's something along those lines. Um, go, <laughs> go into the meetings with them and praying for them and showing them who Jesus is just by the way you act. Um, so that might be something you want to do. we would love you to come. And the third option is just to come and chill out. Um, so don't have to, you don't have to come and think, this is going to be a working week and I'm going to have to serve on this, that and the other. You're just very welcome just to be present on our little campsite, amongst all the other churches. Um, so one of the boys that I brought—I'll oh, tell you that in a minute. One of the boys that I brought, um, even though again the picture's terrible, um, one of the boys I brought broke his leg at New Day last year. That was a low light, not a highlight. And he was playing basketball, broke his ankle in two places. Um, I was petrified to ring his mum. because She's a really fierce Jamaican woman. Um, but it went well in the end, and it was fine. But um, I think the thing that he got most out of the week was the fact that Bill Holden went and sat with him in hospital for hours. And he didn't know Bill, and Bill didn't know him. I took 12 boys with me, so I couldn't really disappear to hospital for a day. Um, And he was on his own in a hospital, totally bored. And Bill was there for hours, and he still remembers the fact that this strange man with a beard... (laughs) (laughs) ...that he didn't know, um, who had a family on site, decided to leave his family on site... And go and sit with him in the hospital just to make sure he's not on his own. And I'm hoping no one's going to break their leg this year. But just by being present on the site, um, you will have an effect on the young people that we bring. So in Acts with the early church, people were, people were saved because they saw the way that the early church loved each other. And by having us there, just by loving one another, just by a bit of banter, just by eating together. Some of these boys never get to sit down and eat like as a family unit. So, us eating together is a big deal. Um, it will have a profound effect on them. It's not just the meetings itself, it's the whole experience. Um, it is uh, a week in August. I think it's the 3rd to the 9th. So, Monday the 3rd till Sunday the 9th. Um, Sunday doesn't really exist. You almost pack up and go. Um, if you do want to come, um, Jen's going to be, you don't know I'm going to say this, do you? Jen's here. Jen gives away. Jen's going to be at the back anyway about another announcement that you don't know about yet. Um, so Jen's going to be at the back anyway. Can you please go and just put your, go speak to Jen so say, I'm interested, in coming, whether it's for the whole time, part of it, and then Owen can have a look at it and we can try and work it through. But um, I know the boys that I bring and the youth that we bring will be massively blessed, whether you're there to serve on the site, serve with them, or whether you're there just to chill out. You know, kids, are, you could bring your kids. Um, the weather's going to be awesome because God's told me. Um, and the tents are luxurious and spacious, and the food is amazing. I had my first ever taste of yam and plantain, yeah? Yam, not so good, but plantain was amazing, yeah? So I'd encourage you to try and work out if it's something you'd like to do, and we'd love to see you there. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Um, ju- just um,
2: for the sake of c- clarity a little bit with the stay and play... The, the Stay and Play is like a, a mums and toddlers kind of group. And part of John's enthusiasm is, is John has four nephews and nieces of a similar kind of age in another church where they have a big Stay and Play. And he's gone over there and he's been inspired by that. So I think, um, just so you know that that in the background. Um, yeah, a new day. David, you've said it all. Well done. Um, okay, just two more quick announcements. And I need uh, Dave again, so, and uh, Phil. This feels like whose line is it anyway, do you remember that? So Dave and Phil, where's Phil? Oh, Phil, okay. (laughs) So why don't we go Phil first? I
6: can't see that. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, some of the stuff we're doing with our children. We're just about to change the way we work with our kids. And from next week, they're going to be out for the whole of the meeting. And uh, some of you will have been around when I've explained really the, the journey we've been on in the last few months where we've known that we needed to bring about some change with our kids' work. And uh, we then discover that sh- so Sheree is able to offer a day a week as a volunteer, comes into the office, and we then find that Sharae had emailed Owen some four or five years ago saying she'd love to, to work with a kids' club. She'd love to start a kids' club. And we were looking at whether we could run our Sundays a little bit like that. And uh, so Sheree now gives a day a week to the church, and it, she is putting together a program every week, which means that we can have our kids out for the whole of the meeting so they're not having to try and endure adult worship, um, uh, and parents aren't having to try and worry about keeping them quiet. Um, so they'll be out from next week for the whole of the meeting. And there'll be lots of fun activities for them, which again, Sheree is just organising and resourcing. So she is such a blessing because it means that the... Yeah, let's give her a bit of a <laughs> clap. <laughs> She's given up a day when she could be seeking paid employment to do this which is quite something, isn't it? Um, A real step of faith, an act of faith. And it means that those of us who are then doing the kids' work on a Sunday really don't have to think too much beforehand. So busy people with busy lives, they can commit to doing the kids' work and they know that it will be completely resourced, that Sheree will have sent out, in fact, she's already done it, she's sent out already the program for next Sunday. So the people who are doing next Sunday Uh, know what the program is, what they'll be doing, what the story is. It's all mapped out with a PowerPoint as well. It's just all done every week, and, and that's what it's going to be like. So we're so grateful to her, and I think our kids will have a great time. But the passion behind it also is to teach our children Bible stories which will stick with them for the rest of their lives. And memory verses that also will stick with them. And if you've been here and I've talked about this before, you'll know that for those of us who grew up in church and went through Sunday school, as it was called in those days, there are verses that stick with us now that in time of trouble come back. And I've mentioned before, I know that I learnt them in Sunday school because I remember them in the King James Version. And we haven't used the King James Version in church for many years. But I, I know that there are times when I'm facing challenge and a verse will come to me in King James Version. I think, oh, that must have Sunday school days, but, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and that, that type of stuff. And that's what we wanted to put out into our kids as well. So there'll be memory verses for them to learn. There'll be prizes and all sorts. So we're making it fun, but we're also going to teach the deep truths of the faith. Yeah? Because from the mouths of babes, thou hast ordained praise. There you go, that's another one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also our creche. Um, Pauline and I spent a bit of time this week. Um, It's always fun when you're not spending your own money, but you're spending someone else's. And so we spent um, a fair old amount of money on just resourcing creche, getting new toys and and activities, and then, um, I watched Esme this morning. We've just we bought a couple of buggies and soft toys. She was just like in seventh heaven. Before she got to creche she'd found the buggy. She'd, so, and uh, we're finding, of course, that a number of our young couples are having children, and they are beginning to get to Crash age. crèche is going to be growing in the next uh, few few weeks and months, and so we wanted to resource it well so that people feel comfortable about handing their children over. I tell you, it is such a blessing for parents. If they know they can hand their children over, they are confident that they will be safe and loved for that hour and a half, and they can then worship and and, and be fed. Um, so um, when I was just talking just now to Jen, she said, we're short of one person. So we've with the kids' work and the creche, we've worked it that way, that you only have to be on one in four, so one week in four. Um, But we're one person short for Croatia. So if you're around, you're available, and if you're feeling the slight finger of the Lord at this moment, then can I encourage you to think about whether you could do one week in four in Croatia, and then that means we're completely covered. Can I just mention one other really quick thing connected with that? And that is that, that serving... Um, and particularly serving our families and our kids, is on a Sunday. But do you know what? It doesn't just have to be on a Sunday. And the thing about a a church that is quite a a new church like this is that there's something that's not been established from the start. When you're in a church that's been going for a while, and probably people like John who's grown up in church, and certainly for Owen and I have grown up in a church and been gone to a church for a long time, You get to know families as they grow, kids grow up, they become teenagers, they become slightly older teenagers, and they're then babysitting fodder. So so naturally, within a church community, you begin to find people, because you've known these kids since they were knee high, they're up this high now, and now you're starting to have kids, and so you begin to ask people who you've known well, and whose families you've known well, do you think you could come and sit for my kids? In a church that's quite new, like Beacon, you don't have that quite so much. But there is a real need, actually. Uh, I was just I was chatting with someone the other day who just would love to come to a community group. Can't get a babysitter. So if you are able to babysit in the week, if that's something you could do every now and then, then I'd love you to come and chat with me because uh, I, I did a lot of babysitting when I was uh, younger. And uh, I tell you, sometimes when, when I'm asked even now, I still think, oh, babysitting, okay, all right then. But actually, when I get there, it's great. I build relationships with the kids. I tend not to turn the telly on, so I do a bit of reading and a bit of work, or a bit of work. It ends up being a blessing to me. The biggest blessing to me is when these guys come home, and they say, "Oh, thank you. That was just that was just great. Thanks so much." And uh, and, I, and you build up relationships with kids in the church too. So if you if you think do you know what every now and then I could do that I could I could serve a family by just saying yeah I'll babysit come see me because uh, I know some people who would really appreciate that.
5: Um, sort my phone out. Uh, so I got up a couple of weeks ago just talking about serving. This isn't as exciting and I don't have a really bad picture for this one. Um, so Owens asked Lisa and I. This is my wife, if you don't know her, she's in Croatia at the moment. um, To look at Sundays, and not the serving of the whole church, as you know from even today. There's so much that goes on at Beacon within the weeks. Um, But the serving, particularly on the Sunday morning, um, so looking at sort of speaking to Jen and looking at the rotors and the different serving teams and how many we need on each team to make things work. How can we streamline certain things so that um, we're blessed as a community, Um, So that the load isn't on one person or a group of people and it's sort of distributed out. And also so that we can be confident that when we meet people, we can say, come on to church. Because if you've got kids, the kids' work is resourced. And if you've got toddlers, the crazy is resourced. And if you like tea, we've got some awesome tea. you know, And everything's just practically there so that uh, there's no barriers. So that when they get here, they enjoy their experience and then God can meet with them. And I think us practically working those things through just make it easier for people to get stuck into the church and join it. Um, I want to thank people, not by name, but just the people in the last couple of weeks have come forward, given their name, given their details. Um, trust me, you'll be put on a rotor. Thank you very much um, for thinking that you'd like to do something, and it is really helpful. And I want to thank you just as a church that you do serve, and some of you serve on a huge amount of things. Um, Someone on one team, two teams. There's one person on four teams, but I won't embarrass him. Um, But I just want to thank you so much because the work that you do means that the rest of us can enjoy being at church on a Sunday without feeling like, okay, it's like another day at work. Because sometimes it could feel like that if you were serving every single time. Um, So I just want to tell you a few figures, really. I'm a teacher, so I love data. Here's some of my data. Um, So in an ideal world in the future... Um, we'd love there to be 20 people per week to serve in an ideal world. That would mean that we could split the welcome team into three different areas, so we could have a team that just look after welcome and integrating new people, a team that look after hospitality, so sort of the food and the drink area to make that a real amazing space, and a team to sort of take control over the setup and set down to make sure that's efficient. So that's an ideal world, Um, plus being able to resource the new kids' work and the creche and the band and everything. So 20 people per week would be ideal, but we're not there yet which is fine. Um, the current ideal, I needed a better word, but that's what I could think of, was 15. So I'd love 20, but we can manage. 15 would be a really good number where we could split the welcome team into hospitality and welcome and set up. So we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Um, the band is well-resourced. Kids and Cray should be well-resourced Everyone would be serving one in every three, unless you're on Kids in Christ, should be one in every four. So what I'm trying to work on between now and a couple of months' time is getting 15 people per week able to serve. At the moment, on average, we're on 12 or 13, which we're nearly there. That sounds really good. So as a church, there's lots of people serving to make sure that actually we're pretty much there every time. But losing two or three people per week on average means that instead of serving one every four on Christ, you might be one in every two which means 50% of the church year, you don't have any worship or any preaching heard for you. Those kind of basic things. Or if you're on welcome and set up, uh, 50% of the year, you arrive here at 9 instead of 10.30, and you leave when we shut the doors rather than beforehand. Um, And I just want to just really encourage you to have a look at what you're serving in. Are you serving? Do you feel that you're serving in the thing that you want to be doing? Um, and come and have conversations with me and Jen about it. Um, Just because as a church, we want to get in a place where the load is distributed across everyone so that everyone does their bit to serve everyone else, but no one is overloaded at one time. Um, I will, me and Lisa will be coming around just to have conversations with some of you. It's not a pressurized, well, I hope it doesn't come across as a pressurized, why are you not serving or anything like that? It's really just to try and gauge where you're at Um, It might be that you say, do you know what, I do X, Y, and Z already, or I did this, I'm in a season, I'm not quite sure, and we can have that conversation just so we know what's going on. Um, But I just wanted to really put it out there, like Phil said with Kreish, that if we understand where we are and where we want to be, it might be that between us, we can fill in some of the gaps. Um, So, once again, Jen. Yes. Jen will be at the back. Um, Please do, do go and give her your name if it's something you'd like to do, whether you're serving on one thing, I think actually, um, Phil's mentioned something about Croatia, and I know I'm on one thing, but I could do one in every four on Croatia, and I'd quite like to do that. Go and give your name. Or, whether you're not serving on anything, I think actually I'd really like to, and it's something I, I feel cool to do as well, please go and give your name, and then we'll come and talk to you, and try and work it all out. Okay, Thank you.
2: Was lost there for a moment. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not going to speak for long. We'll be done by qu- quarter. Maybe before qu- quarter. Ah, we can wait. Alicia. Uh, do, do don't do done video on everything. Okay, come, 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 come. <laughs> People don't need to hear me. <laughs> Sorry, Alicia.
4: Hi. <laughs> um Are you ready? You sure?
5: you remembering God's word over your life. Not just that, it also involves you recounting God's works in your life. Has God ever
6: done something amazing in your life?
5: I want to encourage you, learn to testify of God's work. But if God moves in your life, but you never talk about it, you never say to anyone, you know what you're doing? You end up not glorifying Him. You end up not giving other people the opportunity to be encouraged about what God can do. Where the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those whom he has redeemed out of trouble. Or you sit amongst your friends, for example, in a small group and say, this is what the Lord has done. No matter how small it is, to learn to say
6: these things, this is what God has done.
2: The righteous
6: going, free and long. Okay, so that was a little teaser. So we have Tope speaking on the weekend away, and he will be there Friday night and Saturday morning, and as you can see, he's a very eloquent speaker, so we're very excited about If you haven't registered, um, so I guess I'm up here today just to say, if you haven't registered or you haven't let me know that you want to come, please do let me know today. You don't have to pay now. I know that's a fear for some people and we can um, sort out an instalment plan or we can sort out when you can pay later. But let me know you want to come so I can just have overall numbers of who's coming. And if you have any extra questions or you're unsure about the rooms or where you'll be sleeping all that kind of stuff, just come and speak to me. That's great. Thank you. Thank you.
2: over to me and said, are you really going to do a talk now, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) I love my daughters. (laughs) Because no one else would say that, apart from Pauline. Pauline would say that. What do you think you're doing? But I do do want just to encourage us. So um, why don't we stand, and we're just going to pray just for a few moments. Phil's just going to play, but I just want to read some words, because... I, don't, I want you to be encouraged by what you've heard uh, about the church and what we're doing and the potential impact in the lives of young people and families and even through, we didn't talk about it, but through the food bank, just, just through the church, the community groups. I want all of that to encourage you, I do, I, I really do, <clears throat> uh, like Toby talked about, that we would testify to God's grace and work in our lives. But I want us to recognise this, that the faith we have that's behind all of those things, it's not in those things. my, My faith isn't in stay and play, it's in the God that's brought that idea. It's in the fact that as we connect with people, people will find Jesus through those connections that we make. The faith has to be in God. It has to be in God. This is what it says in Romans 4, chapter 8, 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just, it, just as it had been said to him, So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. He was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. There are many promises over us as a church. and Our basic purpose really is to establish a a community of God's people that's full of grace and the Holy Spirit right here in the middle of Brixton. That's basically what we're trying to do. That it will be a place that people from all sorts of backgrounds can come to. We're not aiming at one group over another. We're aiming at all groups actually. And that we need to be fully persuaded that God can do this thing and that it's not about our efforts but we hope against hope that just as Abraham would have looked in the mirror if he had one and there was nothing about him that would have made him think I can do this he couldn't even pretend to do it he couldn't even pretend he couldn't even try it himself that's where faith comes in Faith is the moment you get to when you realize, I cannot do this on my own. I can't do it. Faith isn't the point where you've got to where you can do a bit and you think God can do a bit. Faith is the point where you realize, I cannot do this. If God does not come through for me, we do not come through. I want to encourage us to have faith, to trust God to believe the promises, to hope against hope, that he will do what he has said he will do, that this gospel will go out beyond these four walls and this number of people, that we will see some of those young people one day in this place. We will see some of those families that John talked about that he meets at Food Bank in this place that we will see our friends and family who don't know him come to know him it's faith so when toppy comes and uh, you know at one level i want to tell him speak on faith but another level i want to just say speak on what you feel but he's a man of faith and he can encourage us in faith so just for a moment we're going to pray together and and the bible does a couple of things it it tells us when we when we struggle with faith, to ask God for it. You know that man who said to Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. Some of us, that's where we are. You believe, but you also doubt. So you have to cover your unbelief with a with a prayer. God, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. And then for others, we need to be like Abraham, who patiently waited for God and the more he waited the greater his faith became God can do this I believe him I trust him so why don't we just just begin to pray I'm just gonna encourage you just to call out prayers to God you might want to thank him you want you might want to pick up something very specific that you've heard this morning but I just want you just for a couple of minutes to pray just to pray And you might want to ask God, I need faith, God. I need to trust you, not the thing that we're doing. Not to look at the success of something and and put my faith in that. I want to put my faith in you. So, So can we do that? Can we just begin to pray as a people? Just lift your voices to God. Just begin to ask him. To thank him for what he's doing. Ask him for more. Ask him to send the Holy Spirit. What I just feel is that we are in a moment of, of transition. And whenever you hit moments or phases or stages of change, uh, you, you need to ensure you're orientated in the right direction. That you sort of know where you're going. And you, and you need to be able to hold on. And part of the faith you have is built on the past, actually, what God has done. Uh, not just in your own life, but even in the word, what what you see God has done gives you faith in God for the future. And so, Father, I, I come to you at this moment, and as a church, we come to you. And we want to give you thanks for what you have done in this place. We we thank you for even as those guys stood up, and Sarah talked about being here nine months, and you know Pete was here when Beacon started, and Garth was part of that group that prayed before it ever even got going and father we can testify to what you have done to the work of God to your faithfulness to us and father as we look forward as we look ahead as we make these next steps uh, we pray that you would uh, increase our faith and father as you increase our faith you will increase our grace our ability to to run with what you've given us, our ability to hold on, to keep looking to you. Father, I pray that in every heart here, you will strengthen faith. Lord, you will strengthen faith for us as a church, but I pray you'd strengthen our individual faith for what you want to do in our lives, the things you've promised us. And Lord, I pray that even as... Toppy was encouraging in that video that we would share with one another what God is doing, the things that you've promised, the things that you've said, the things that you've done. And so Father, we thank you that you've been with us today. We thank you for the encouragement of just hearing what you're doing and where you're moving. And we pray that we will be able to take hold of that for which you've taken hold of us. And whilst we're here, we will be all here. And we will give everything you've given us to the work that we will put our we won't put our hand to the plow and turn back but oh god we will give everything we have for the work you've given us to do in this place father we thank you that in some bizarre way beacon is to be a blessing to brixton in some bizarre way that we don't know how you have called us to bless this place and so father we want to hold on to that and do all that you have put before us So I pray that you would be with us today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for, for even those moments where you've encouraged our hearts. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, we're going to finish there. I think a bit like before, Jen's going to be sort of at the entrance. So you're going to have to sneak past her if you don't want to say something. Otherwise, you can go to her and uh, put your name down for whatever. Speak to Alicia about the weekend away. Great to see you, and see you next Sunday.
1: You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.